Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There we go. Hello. All right. Piss. We got to start off with a piss on this one. We got some technical difficulties. Welcome to Legit Bat. And this is also a swap cast. I'm assuming people are going to be putting this out. So I'm not going to do our normal intro. It's just going to be whatever and people can edit to their liking. But we do have some technical difficulties, but I'm going to bring in people one at a time here and we'll let everybody introduce themselves. I'm Joe. Jen's with me. Ben is here as well. Yeah, and yeah. In addition, we have Andre Mitty from Ascension of the Chessmen, Andy yeah. Rouse from the Deep Share, Lanny from Greener Pastures. Uh, pastures. Mark, <laughs> oh, Pastures. I can't see you from that far. Really small. Uh, Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast, Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News, and Ron and Buckley from the Wicked Planet Podcast. And if you hear a weird echo, that's Ron. We love you, Ron. Come on, man. Well, so. well can, you hear, can you hear me without an echo now? Yeah, you sound great now, man. Okay. How do I sound? Do I sound good? Can you hear Buckley? Yeah, yeah. I can. I can't this see is working out. Yeah. All right. Buckley, yeah, here's the phone. I'm gonna go landscape, brothers. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> I tell you no, what, StreamYards stream is always a freaking problem. That's a fact. I know. <laughs> Shout out to StreamYard. <laughs> welcome. Buckley, right, nice to finally uh, meet you, man. Oh, thank you. You too. Yeah, I've never seen Buckley's face. Hello, Buckley. Buckley you looks exactly how I picture I'm, I'm pretty good looking, right? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> like a, you're like a younger, better that's, looking Ron. That's what his, his mom says. He's the most handsome boy. Yeah, my mom says I'm special. I'm kind of like a fatter Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, dude. <laughs> Do you have as much money as I'll have to uh, introduce Buckley the way he shouts out people. Buckley, do it, you sexy beast. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to make this camera like uh, widescreen, but yeah, eh. whatever, whatever. whatever. It's, it's, it's half of your face and half of Ron's face. 
we're not professionals anyway. It doesn't matter. But I'll, I'll just start in order of uh, who I see on the screen first. You guys can introduce yourselves fucking briefly, please. I'm just kidding. Uh, Andre, Ascension of the Chessmen, tell us about you and your show real quick. Yeah. Um, my name is Andre Mitty. Um, I'm just happy to be here. Um, my show is called Ascension of the Chessmen Podcast. Um, and uh, essentially, that means rising above uh, the divide and conquer agendas put upon us. Uh, to our true potential, seeing each other as divine reflections of ourselves. Um, so, uh, yeah, over there I talk about spirituality, the occult, um, you know, uh, shining light on darkness in the world, um, trying to provide solutions along with that, and, uh, yeah, just having fun with it. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for coming. Andy from the Deep Share. Speak What's up, world. everybody? Yeah, so uh, I'm Andy from the Deep Share podcast. And uh, yeah, Joe and Jen and I were kind of talking about putting together this just big random uh, roundtable with as I was just thinking as many people as we could get together as possible. Uh, and I think that was just, you know, the best platform to do. Just just a big party, basically, to kick off the summer. You know, we uh, we have a lot of good people together here tonight. And I think it's uh, it's a good way to kind of just tell the community what we're doing and what we're working on and, you know, what our plans are and things like that. I know a lot of us have like a lot of cool shit in the works and stuff like that. So I figure we get together and just talk about what we've been getting into and what we've been looking into and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> well, thanks for the idea. I mean, I didn't, when I, we scheduled you on, I thought it was going to be us and maybe somebody else and you, but this turned into a fucking party on a Thursday night. So I love it. I just feel like we can never do this in person very easily, all of us together. So why not just make it a party here as best we can? Yeah, as much as bedtime. Guys, Ron's nursing home only let him out for like a couple hours. I know. I got to get back before 11. <laughs> so I got to bring him back soon. So. <laughs> Well, you guys can dip out whenever you need to. I know Ron's got his bedtime. He's and he's shaved. Holy shit, Ron! I just saw that. Wow. Yeah, you look like a different person. <laughs> Little G had a chorus concert last night, so I wanted to look presentable because I'm a, I'm an alumni at the school she goes to. So. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you look very presentable, Ron. Thank you. All right, you. Lanny from Greener Postures, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Lanny from Greener Postures. Um, my husband is Chud X, who you might know from the Deborah Gets Red Pilled podcast and Into the Apocalypse. Oh. Right? As Buckley Mrs. would Chud say, Chud X, you sexy beast. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so, we have a podcast <laughs> together Looking called good, baby. Thank you, The World As It Is Today. And I have a YouTube channel called Preserving Today and currently working on hosting workshops about food preservation and fermentation so doing that through zoom now we've got one coming up this sunday that's the fifth at 2 p.m pacific time on fermented beverages tapache uh kvass kombucha a bunch of cool stuff you can make beer out of pineapples so if you're interested you can email me at greenerpostures at protonmail.com Oh, yeah, that's amazing and weird, but I would love to try it. <laughs> and may I just say, Lanny has inspired me to, to like, uh, my wall inspired my wife to start fermenting beverages like crazy. So we have, like, tons of jars all over the place, like, doing different things, yeah. doing weird things. And, like, I watch John Carpenter's The Thing quite often. Yeah. And it's like, things are happening in my cabinets that I'm not sure they might be sentient at this point. 
I don't know. Kitchen, like, kitchen alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. Kitchen alchemy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's my thing. Sentient, fer sentient fermentation. That's how I feel about <laughs> we had someone give us a kombucha that had the mother in it. Yeah. And grew two more mothers because I didn't touch it for like six oh, my months. Mother. It was crazy. It has these like three floating discs in it now. They're you definitely sentient at this point because yeah. it's yeah. still in there. Uh, <laughs> Mark yeah, Steves, introduce yourself as if you need an introduction, my dude. Hello, my family thinks I'm crazy. True statement in the name of my podcast. Happy to be here. Love all the faces here. Lonnie, nice to meet you. Nice you. Uh, I love the, the, the sign behind you. It reminds oh, me yeah. of two years ago when I was milking cows on a farm and Ooh, I'd like to get back there right now. That'd be sweet compared to where I'm living right now. But anyways, glad to be here. Dude, thanks for coming. And Kyle, Big Dumb, what's up? Uh, yeah, you said it. Kyle, Big Dumb Podcast. Uh, check it out. I'm also the uh, uh, the resident co-host whenever I need to be on the Legit Bat because Joe and Jen are my dad and mom. So they just call upon me whenever uh, Uncle Ben can't make it. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's fun. And we appreciate it because he, he's always ready, like in a pinch, to just jump on, which well, means you have no life, Kyle. It but means that's we okay. raised him right. Yeah. He's well, always like, oh, you know, as you say, in a pinch, you 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 and I both know we can we can make things happen in a pinch if we need to. So, Ben, were you gonna say something? Was that Ben jumping in there? Oh, okay. Uh, Chris, what's up, buddy? Thanks for coming on again. We just talked to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, great this... to be back. Uh, it's Chris Matthew with Forbidden Knowledge News. I am a creator and host, and we cover everything from alien sex to Lyme disease to spirituality and everything between. And uh, we get weird. So that's what I, where I'm coming from. And Which is why. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, oh, yeah that's man. all we do is get weird, too. And Ron and Buckley, introduce yourself in your show. And I don't think you need to talk into your mics because I'm pretty sure you're coming through on your phone. Pretty sure. What? No, uh, you're wrong, Joe. Be... They're coming through the roadcaster. They're We're coming through the roadcaster. You're yeah. wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. I'm going to let Buckley go first because I'm going to interrupt him. <laughs> uh, I'm Buckley from the Wicked Planet. So what are you guys doing? <laughs> we only talk about Sasquatch theories, Sasquatch theories. Um, that's it. Just Sasquatches. No, nothing else. Actually, we uh, we just did a show on a little bit of just mind control and hypnotism through through books and uh, you know literature and through movies and stuff. And Miss Kristen called in, and we had Davy from the Red Pill Cartel call in. I had some questions about this whole Canadian gun grab thing. Nice. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, we we talk about Buckley, and I like to talk about the cabal, <laughs> the New World Order, and and uh, you know the Kazarian Empire. That's a big one for me. I like that one. But also pretty much anything. As you guys yeah, talk by my checkerboard, I'm in the cabal. Illuminati confirmed right here. Oh, shit. You are? Oh, you should see the comment section all the time on the Illuminati. Yeah. We're coming for you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not getting paid yeah. the Illuminati bucks. That's it. Dude, get him. Yeah. Everyone get him. Who is that? Yeah. I can't I Yeah, so the Wicked Planet, the Wicked Planet, we talk, sometimes we just talk about stuff in general. We just kind of do current events or we'll talk about what I did this last weekend because that could be a story in its own. Yeah, Ron, your, your home renovations are uh, above and beyond anything <laughs> I've ever ever seen. So uh, if, I, I applaud you for that. You do a good job. Thank you. I, I took this last weekend off and went to the Cape, so I didn't do any home renovations, fucking thankfully. Yeah. yeah. We, I we heard pretty, you we, What's that? 
I said I heard you drank a little bit much though, because you were on the coffee. Uh, I think oh. it was when you were on the Brian. Oh, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, the, the, the coffee coming es- in trashed. Coffee espresso martinis. Ron, do you have a problem? <laughs> no, you gotta go to AA, bud. Yeah, I go to AAA. AAA. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We, we like to talk about anything, pretty much. Nothing's off limit. Sometimes if I go to the bar and I'm waiting too long to get a drink, I yell out to the bartender, fucking dude, hurry up. I got an AA meeting at 9.30. That's not what I heard. I heard, you start, <laughs> I heard you start hitting on dudes, so dudes will buy you drinks. Hey, a guy can buy me a drink. I mean, I am a handsome man. Nah, you're okay. <laughs> I'd say you're like a, I'd, I'd give you a six out of ten. So anyways, I just wanted to say hello. I see a, new fa- a, new, a few new faces, so nice to meet you guys. And uh, I see Benjamin made it to the show. Good Woo-hoo! to see you, buddy. And my favorite resident Batgirl, Jen. Easy, Ron. <laughs> Easy, Ron. Jen is a beautiful you. lady. Back, Look at her. Back off, Ron. Look at how Good beautiful. Take about twenty percent off the it's top. Been a there, while. Ron. I know I haven't been on much. The top. To all the familiar faces, love seeing you guys again. I apologize. Uh, just You're been busy. Life is busy, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm trying to do yeah. too many things, you know, but I'm trying to grow food and that's like consuming everything. Like it's gone from outside to inside to both. It's like everywhere all well, over my house now. When you were talking about it being sentient, my first thought was, well, you should do some of those mushrooms and see exactly how sentient they get. Ah, communicate Ooh, like with that. the kombucha. <laughs> get that hive mind with your plants, man. You can do it. You know, idea. gardening is not as easy as it looks, right? Fuck and no, I think that's not. something that a, that a lot of people, when they get into it, they don't understand that. So, well, this my is wife my and I, we, yeah, we have a garden every year. So, so when I see what you're doing, Andy, it's it's awesome. Your little garden looks awesome. Failure is important. You know, you know, we've learned a lot of lessons in the short time that we've been doing this. You know, but we're just like going crazy with it. We're like, all right, let's just see what we can do, how much we can pack into this little suburban property while we're stuck here. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that's first year doing a garden, and uh, we did everything from seed, and uh, we have like a like, like a ten by twenty backyard, just enough room for the dogs to shit. <laughs> but i don't know what it is i think i've taken some lessons from you guys and f- from others i've been talking to the plants every day uh not really doing anything just watering them and man they are popping off i don't know if it's the the texas weather we've been having but uh i'm sure it is hard i'm sure i will fail but as of now i'm on a hot streak with my garden so that's uh, awesome just i just keep you should talking. talk to your plants yeah, i'm like no, you should. Babies, intent is important tell them they're doing a great job it doesn't hurt anything it might make you look crazy to your neighbors but <laughs> we already, right out. It does. I already do we already do we are completely <laughs> crazy yeah actually there's actually studies <clears throat> that if you put a speaker out by your plants and you play soft classical music they like that oh man yeah, I can attest to whenever I was growing mushrooms, that that was a thing. I would talk to my my magic mushrooms all the time, and the effects that they would have would be like so loving and warm, and I'd feel like I was, you know, a part of the whole experience. I could feel the mycelia as I was experiencing uh, each trip. So it's definitely a thing to, especially with you know psychedelic uh, plant uh, medicines for sure. Yeah, I yeah, man. They, I also heard they scream when you eat them. They, yes, that's the best <laughs> part. Them. They're like, no, please don't kill me. 
Think Don't you're, devour me. I think you're talking about your wife. Excuse me? You said they scream when you eat them. Ron, you don't. You oh my keep God. my out of your mouth. Actually, she's not your wife. <laughs> you goddamn we heathen. Keep hand. my wife out. Yeah. Keep my wife's out. name out your fucking mouth. Come on. This is a this is a family show. Oh, is it? I oh, yeah. I'm going to get this to the soundboard. Because I was going to say you should try to maybe, you know, you do some hand stuff with those plants. See what happens. Maybe start a little... Uh, Relationship? Hmm? Don't marijuana plants <laughs> like it when you no. ruffle the ruffle the leaves in all seriousness? Don't marijuana plants like that? Doesn't that stimulate growth? I'm learning that that yeah, like if you uh move them around, it's like and you can also put fans on them. That's a, a common thing. Just strengthen the uh the roots and strengthen the uh the branches and everything. Yeah, the the stem will be thicker if there's a breeze on it. So if you try to grow stuff inside and there's no breeze, then they don't they grow skinny and spindly so you put a fan on them it's just like you know when we go through hard times it makes us stronger it's the same thing with the plants right yeah, yeah it's just the, yeah, the growth they're growing and adapting to their environment so if they get to sway in the breeze they have to learn to not do that because they could break so it's the same thing with plants and if you go mentally they have a brain you, somewhere. So if you tickle one of your plants, then the other plants are going to grow more interesting to get your attention. They're going to express their cannabis flavors more potently because they're like, Jesus hey, Christ. how come daddy doesn't tickle me? I'm a cute little cannabis plant too. Jesus Mark, Christ. this is very manipulative. <laughs> Mark, how do you know so much about tickling plants? You freak. I'm smoking. I'm smoking the cannabis right now. She's telling me everything. She's. This is all coming through. Is that what I'm you do right now? You can put that on a resume, Mark. You get high yeah. and you go out in the woods and tickle plants. No, I get high and I tickle ears on my podcast. That's. I only get high right here behind the mic. Yeah, but Mark, on your resume, you can say, "Plant tickler." I, I'm a professional cannabis tickler. That's that's going on the resume. Let me like a water my butler over. There's a fine line between tickler and molester, I think. Right, right. That's why I use the word tickler. Right. Quite a dope. Yeah. Right. That sounds that sounds like a superhero, the tickler. Right. That's gonna be Mark. His superhero. I can see see Mark. I can see Mark. He can only tickle when he's high. He could have like a green jumpsuit, like uh, like the Riddler. It's but it could be the tickler. Get so. high, tickle. <laughs> talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh my god! All right. All right, we're sorry, guys. We'll sh- we'll shut up. Yeah, we'll oh no, yeah. This is turning into a shit show faster than I thought. But I left. <laughs> what did you? Expect? This is great. This sounds like a bit. Like it sounds like you guys have this all written already. <laughs> oh no! We, wow. We just do this. We do this naturally. Mark yeah, you guys and, just uh, froze so well. Ron, Mark, and myself were always in constant communication, uh, coming up with like bits and stuff, like comedic <laughs> routines. And we Did you guys coordinate your outfits like, too? Yeah, <laughs> it's like coordinated across our podcast. If you didn't listen to both <laughs> right. podcasts simultaneously, you wouldn't get the joke. The trick is to start both podcasts at the same time, right. so you're hearing our both of them simultaneously. Like, like if you're not putting out, if you're not if you're, if you're not putting out content every day. What are you doing? Right, right. Well, I was going to say it's like the whole Pink Floyd, Wizard of Oz thing, but luckily he's in his own world. (laughs) No, I get it, Mark. I get it. It's, it's, yeah, it's very meta. (laughs) It's a meta move. Did we have, did we have like a set 
Did we have a set agenda that we wanted to talk about or not really? I wanted to just get everybody together because it's been a long time since I've seen a lot of your faces and you know, we can only do so many podcasts. You know, so this was a good opportunity. I was going to say, God, I everybody. hope not. Let's just fucking go. Hell yeah. Man, I, what do you have I, to I say? Because I haven't baby. seen your pretty face in such a long time. What's been on your mind lately in this crazy world? F fucking getting spare time. Uh, it ends yeah. up being that every single time I end up having uh, a two day or more weekend, other than just recovering on my usual one day weekends for rest, I end up filling it up with stuff to do because I don't get I don't do. And then that weekend goes by and I'm like, fuck, I didn't take any time to relax. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, basically the last month, month and a half has just been that it's been moving, getting finances settled, trying to get everything out of storage, get everything set up. You don't you never realize when things go into storage, how much shit you need. And you don't realize how much shit you don't need until you get it back out of storage. Right. And you're <laughs> surrounded by boxes and shit. And you're like. I'm pretty sure I could like give away or sell half of this. I don't, I don't, I don't need any of it. And then uh, get, half the get stuff rid that of we it. have. What's that? Get the fuck rid of it if you don't use that, it. Well, you know, you know, I know what Ben's exactly going right. through. When Ben's packing for the move, you're like, okay, I'm just going to pack all this because, oh, I need that. I'm a wicked hoarder. Oh, I need this Sharpie. Like, I probably only got 20 of these, right? Dude, the last time I moved, I got rid of like probably 60% of my shit. I filled up like two pickup trucks uh, overflow with just That's shit how I got I rid of it. If yeah, it's so good, just fucking dude. throw it out. Just get rid of it if you're not well, using it. That, you know, they always have that. Move it and then get rid of it. That's pointless. Right. You should do it beforehand. And most of the time, when there's a quick turnover, like there was with this, like we got really lucky to get the house that we got. It, we had to have we only had like four days to give our final answer on it and virtually the next day it was all right start the 30-day notice well 30 days should be enough but the problem was we hadn't really gotten anything ready with the shit that we needed that was in the home and not in storage because we each me and Lene both had our own storage units so that was all the shit that we didn't need at least for the immediate but all the immediate shit that we needed, we hadn't packed anything up because we didn't know with how the market is when one was going to be available or that we would actually get it. And so when we finally got it, it was like, oh, shit, we have 30 days to fucking be out. And I'm working 60 hours a week. So for three weeks, it was truck and trailer on the weekends. And then every night it was stop by, load up the car with as much as you could go and head back down. And that was just yeah. this revolving door for like two and a half, three weeks. And yeah, uh, yeah, now that I, that's I feel bad for you, Ben. That's I, I know what that's I, I've helped my mother in law move five times. And I don't know where all that shit comes from. But <laughs> right. But exactly. Yeah, you know, it, and then and then you try to get as much done as possible, but if you're working all the time, I mean and you're already beat when you come home and then you gotta do the whole, you know, packing up everything. Yeah, it's it's stressful for sure. Well, yeah, but in this the, market, that's good. That's good. You got a cool place, and you like the place you got, so that's awesome. It, yeah. thank you. And it, it ended up being, I ran it by several people, and they were like, "Yeah, you're you're pretty lucky that you got it." And you know, we felt really blessed that we did. I, I felt bad not just because I didn't feel like I was really contributing, even taking carloads of stuff down, because Lene was doing by far the bulk of it while I was at work. And I would come back and things would be, you know, gone or moved 
And I'm like, oh, thank you so much, you know, for everything that you did today. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You just got off the 10 out, 10 and a half hours of work. Go sit your ass down, eat some food, take a shower and then go to bed. I'm like, that's oh, it. All right. Well, but then, you know, that weird, like <laughs> week long phase where you can't take the shit that you need out of the old place, but you also can't use it at the new place quite yet. So yeah. there's like this, ah, fuck, what do we do? Do we buy double and just kind of like try to go back and forth? So we had to set aside a weekend where it was like, no, we're going to get the beds down. We're going to get all the toiletries down. And we are now officially sleeping there. So once we did that, things started moving and then we had some moving issues. But uh, outside of that, I mean, really not a lot, guys. Like it, Memorial Day weekend was great. We went over to Jen and Joe's a couple of times because it was, well, we live a quarter mile away from them now and uh oh boy yeah and uh that was great because i it was the first time i had a four-day weekend since i started this job so it was really good to actually be able to relax put some things up feel like i wasn't rushed catch up on sleep spend some time with the family you know this that and the other but yeah other than that i really haven't had a lot going on and interested to see because of my lack of involvement what all of you guys are doing though um andy you popped the question Wait, hold Go on, ahead, Ron. Well, oh, sorry. Wait, no. hold, wait, Ron. I wanted to ask. Wait, hold ben, on. I wanted to ask Ben a question. Yeah. Okay. Ben, did your lady have her own place, and you had your own place? Um, for a little bit there. So when I moved back up to Reading after uh, the divorce, when my kid's mom went on her second deployment, and there was that six months, um, I was kind of staying. Well, I was staying at my parents' house for the majority of that first nine months. And then was going back and forth, uh, slowly starting to move things over. And then by December of this last year, I moved in with Lene. Um, and then it was just kind of, we had thought that it was going to be, we were going to move in when we got a house that I had been waiting for. Uh, but that house fell through. It was a fucking dump. And so then it was kind of like, all right, well, back to the drawing board. We, we need to have a bigger place before the summer when my kids come up for the summer. Uh, so it we ended up getting very lucky and we were glad that we were patient, but in the moments and in those months of like five months, it was kind of nerve wracking, but, um, we, we moved in officially together, uh, December. Nice. Right. My question was, is when my wife and my wife and I were together for a long time before we moved in with each other, you know, like way before we got married, got to test drive the car before you buy it off own, the lot. <laughs> my wife had her own townhouse. And so I, so we had to move two houses worth of stuff into one house. Oh, that's when you and get, that's, that's when you realize how fucked you are. Oh my God. We're still, we're still getting rid of stuff and we've been in this <laughs> living together for, for 10 years now. So that when you start to lose your hair. Yeah. The stress, man, just being married is stressful. Wait, me? I have a question for everyone. Where's everyone from? Massachusetts. Like Texas. Nebraska. Colorado. We're in Northwest Washington, almost Canada. <laughs> Aren't you guys down the street from the Reality Czar, dude? Don't you guys live close to each other, or uh, you live close to uh, Adam? Well, Adam and uh, the Rea- uh, Nate from Reality Czars live pretty close to each other in Northwest Oregon, <clears throat> and then Chud and I live in Northwest Washington. So we're about a four-hour drive from Adam. Oh boy. Okay. So yeah, he yeah, comes and I mean visits. We got we're gonna go visit him later this summer. So we're close, but still four hours. 
So I think I Buckley needs to relive, but we're about four hours or so from Adam too. But so I, b- before we, this gets too convoluted, because there's a lot of fucking faces that, and there's lags and shit. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask everybody. I mean, we, I think we've caught up now. And I mean, I just met Lanny, but um, I wanted to kind of start it out tonight with what you guys think is going on with current events in general the shootings whatever you got on what's happened in the last couple weeks because that's a great way to kind of start the combo out and you know kind of move into whatever else we get into but uh, oh man i was riveted by all that moving talk are you kidding me (laughs) i'll give give my thoughts uh by the way i felt like i was moving with him well yeah I I i was there yeah. Well, to answer your question, Buckley, I'm in Connecticut, but you already knew that. And uh, I Kyle, thought you were from California. A... No, I sound like oh. it probably. But uh, <laughs> Kyle, I'm just joking, Kyle, Mark. I'm joking. Kyle's from Kyle. What? Kyle. Where are you from? He asked everybody <laughs> oh. where they're from. Oh, I I said it. I'm from Texas. Oh, I didn't hear you. Ooh. I'm sorry. Well, my thoughts on the current events are pretty brief, so I'll go first. Um, I purposely don't keep up with the news there's a few barriers before current events get to my perspective so i hear things secondhand a lot of times and sometimes it's disturbing you know like i'll hear like comedy podcasts be like oh yeah there's a school shooting and it, it hits me like oh crap i'm now i'm hearing it from these guys like it, i should only be hearing it from the news not like a comedy podcast but Whatever's going on, I don't think that it's organic. I think our society uh, is infected with some sort of mind parasite or chemical uh, situation that's infecting people to believe in this like simulation theory sort of thing where, oh, my life is virtually meaningless, so I'm just going to take a bunch of people out with me in a, in a blaze of glory. You know, I, I see that happening. And I think that's manufactured to some degree. Maybe that means that the shooters are placed in the areas and given the weapons or or trained to some degree. That's a little extreme. What I'm saying is is it's more that our society has a sickness right now. And this sickness expresses itself through this archetype of uh, disenfranchised shooters and whatnot. And that's just specifically, you know, those stories. And I think it's, not a coincidence that all of these, you know, shooters in the media have uh, some sort of presence online, right? They're really trying to hammer in like, oh, there's these dangerous minds on the internet. So I think we all know, given what we're doing here in the podcasting community, what that might be about, right? Reining this in because they see that the media is losing the mainstream uh, to the alternative, which is us. You know, we're, we're a small body of it, but we're a part of the alternative media community and, uh, and they're going to want to put these stories out there to cast doubt in the minds of the average sheeple. So be wary and uh, behold the beauty that is the ever expanding now, because even though there's tragic, terrible things happening at this very moment on the planet, there are beautiful miracles simultaneously happening. So that's why I don't watch the news. (laughs) No, I love it, Mark. Uh, Andre, we haven't heard much from you, so let's get get some from you about uh, what you think about the whole situation. I know you have kind of more of a spiritual look outlook on it, and so does Mark, obviously, but let's hear what you have to think about that. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, a lot of what Mark said. Um, 
it really <laughs> echoes uh, Michael Hoffman's work, uh, which you had him on recently. Um, so that was awesome to see. Um, his book is phenomenal. If anyone hasn't read it yet, it's called Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare. Read it last year and holy shit. I mean, he was on to a lot way back then. I think it was written in the 90s. But yeah, I, I'm kind of like Mark, man. I, I, I kind of uh, unplug from the media uh, at all all areas if I can avoid it. Um, I actually heard from an employer um, at work the other day um, or the day it happened. It was it last week? But, um, you know, the things I've been hearing um, – like, uh, what was the big thing? They're already talking about demolishing the school, similar to the one in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, just a lot of fishy stuff. Like, the guy had a brand-new truck, and the kid was, like, 19. Like, how does a kid have a brand-new truck? I mean, just a lot of fishy things, as usual. And uh, I just try, with any of these big uh, mass shootings or, you know, emotional reactive events that happen that, uh, pulls in our energy. I try not to give my energy to, energy to it. I feel it's an energy trap and, you know, that's just robbing us of our livelihood and enjoying our day. And, you know, when they toy with our emotions like that, that's when we're most easily manipulated, I feel. Um, so those are, those are my two cents for the time being. Love yeah, it. It's part, yeah, of the it mass, it's part of the mass formation psychosis, I think. That is a lot of, I think we talked about that with uh, Chris on Sunday is that it's a lot of just manipulation and it's just pushing things out into the forefront so that people talk about it like we're doing now. So I think everybody falls into that, but you kind of do have to talk about it to an extent, but uh, Andy, let's hear your thoughts on the the current sitch in the last couple months. Well, yeah, this, the, all the mass shootings and everything, I, I echo the sentiment that's going around that it's, it's a uh, theatrical there's an element of theater to it for sure. Um, especially when suddenly it's so easy to get our hands on information like, Oh, you know, the footage of the police not going in after the kids um, and the parents protesting and Oh, now journalists standing outside, we're getting arrested by the, the police and everything. It's just like all this dissent and uh, an authoritarian, uh, you know, meet, uh, meeting you know, this authoritarian ship meeting up with uh, this dissent uh, right in front of our eyes. It's just like it's so obvious that it's trying to stir everything up. That's the whole point. And and this gun thing is, eh, I mean, that's part of it, but that's just always been going on. Why suddenly would we think that they're going to take our? They always are going to take our guns. You know what I mean? So it's just fear tactics, I think. Can I, can it's I kind of similar to real quick, just like I think it's similar to a lot of times with the, uh, you know, the COVID shit where people would take things to to courts and they would throw it right out. You kept hearing that it was like, oh, this isn't even a real ticket or this isn't even a real fine or penalty or anything. We can't do anything with this. It's it was weird. Yeah. So it kind of feels like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think like if you scare people like enough, like I just I was saying the mass formation psychosis shit, right? Like. If you think about um, the vaccine stuff and all the fear mongering and fear porn that went into like the COVID shit. And then like, you know, the answer is vaccines, right? That's that mass formation psychosis where they scare people enough to get them to do what they want. You know, if you do the same thing with guns, you start having um, 
mass uh, school shootings or mass shootings, whatever you want to call it, start in the last 20 years, and then you start pushing that fear over and over and over and over and over and over. Then eventually it's like, well, does the government to a certain point need to get to really do anything if the people are afraid enough and they just fall in line and do kind of like what they're told to do because they're afraid that guns are a huge problem and they're afraid that their kids are going to get killed. It's like that fear control style that we see, you know, throughout the media all the time. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask. I, sorry. Can I ask something? Yeah, sure. You may not. <laughs> let me ask Ron, cause Buckley, you said 20 years, but I, I'm not, you know, old enough to remember far back, but I know Columbine was big. That was in the nineties. Ron, were there any school shootings that people don't remember that happened prior to that? Or is this something that really kicked off uh, with Columbine? You know, I don't remember there being any big, like mass media covered school shootings before Columbine. Yeah, I would agree. Like Columbine was the big kicker that it it was like this novel thing that had never been on the news. The news news back then, the news back then wasn't what it is today either. Uh -uh. That was like, like, well, that was also, that was also pre like CNN. Mm. You know, CNN, what really made CNN big was the first Gulf War. Uh, Mm. And that's because CNN televised it live. On the 24 Cool. Yeah, and that's when all the big news agencies started coming in, you know, like all the cable news networks. Well, and the, the reason I wanted CNN to for. the reason I wanted to ask you, Ron, uh, obviously, you know, you're not the expert on that particular topic, but you do remember far more than I could. You're alive longer than I was. You're you're uh, our elder here, but uh, also I wanted to. I wanted to highlight the narrative with Columbine and, and bring it back to what I was saying earlier, because what did we see with, with Columbine? We see all of these touch points that are now active in these same events. Maybe, you know, save the Vegas shooting and a couple other odd ones. But for the most part, they all follow a particular narrative, which is this lone gunman, disenfranchised, uh, you know, white male in most cases, but it's not limited to that. Certainly we've seen, you know, with this last one um, and they always sort of pigeon it into a pigeonhole it into this sort of like, well, gun control, obviously, but the other side of it that I think is really contributing to it ultimately is the pharmaceutical angle, right? Because what is the solution? Oh, well, we need to medicate these children. But in all of the cases, we see that the children are medicated before they ever have these violent, uh, you know, ideas, let alone, you know, live them out in the real world. So, yeah, Yeah, it's distressing, but it's it's an MKUltra thing, I guess, is really what I'm trying to say. This is a mind control um, program, and it affects more than just the individuals who go and commit these heinous acts. It affects everybody because we're all drugged by the media. There are people who are, are literally drugged by the big pharmaceutical company. And this is all a part of the same agenda, really. Yeah, it feels very yeah, Mark, like... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Okay, well, I just wanted to say real quick. So, so what's interesting about this Uvalde shooting and everything is like that is how, how quickly it was politicized, right? So, so you got President Biden, or if you want to call him president, whatever he it is. Was, immediate 
He immediately comes on and uh, does this national address. And what's the first thing he says? When are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Not, you know, we're praying and, you know, whatever for these families and we need to heal. None of that. It was, when are we going to stand up against the gun lobby? And then you got uh, Beta O'Rourke down in Texas that crashes the news conference. And just go and look at that dude's past, right? Uh, not only did he have like murder fantasies that he published, and then he comes out and, and he changed his name. His real name's Robert. And then and then he comes out when he was running for president. He goes, "You're damn right, I'm going to take your AR-15." And it's like you know everything is politicized against the gun. And what I say is, why are you talking about the gun? Or why are you talking about standing up to the gun lobby when you should be standing up to the pharmaceutical lobby? Because all these kids are jacked up on psychotropic drugs, you know, antidepressants, whatever you want to call them. And I think, and I think that when they're jacked up on these drugs, they're easily more, as Buckley, one of his favorite words, malleable. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and they can get these kids to do whatever. Now, there's no way that this kid had nine grand to buy weapons and, or, or whatever, wherever this truck came from. Seventy k for a truck. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just none, none of the pieces on this shooting are lining up. Well, yeah, they well, said- that's why, like, I think that, like, um, you know, it's very, it would very easily be, could be, like, a militarized shooting or stage shooting, because it's, it's really weird that, like, you know, well, in the mainstream narrative, you have the the police standing outside not doing anything, and you have them not allowing parents to go in. Um, you have all this fucking uh, gear, uh, two MRAs or M4s, a bunch of magazines, a bunch of the 5.56 five, rounds or whatever, 70K truck, like, that's a shit ton of money. Um, you know, who's not saying it's being funded by some sort of militarized whatever black ops or shadow project, whatever you want to say. And then, you know, it's, um, and then, being basically attributed to an 18-year-old kid because they decide to, like, go in, shoot up the place, don't let people in, and then put out some ID on some kid that's a loner in the school that, you know, maybe has, you know, he's from an impoverished family or he has mental issues, and then they that's who they pin it on. I mean, you know, I know that's pretty conspiratorial or whatever, but, I mean, who's to say they're not doing that? We know well, well that's, that fits the narrative we as well. They have, well, they we know we know that you know they, as in who's ever in control, elites, deep state, uh, whatever you want to say, have plenty of resources to do that. And I mean, as us, I don't know. If there's one person from Texas on here tonight, um, but they're probably not from the town that the school's in. Um, you know, we're all getting this shit on our phones. Do you know what I mean? We're all we're all learning about this stuff on the internet. So well, it's not like it's. It's not like it's directly affecting our town or our community. So it's like, as far as what they say or what we're receiving through media, it's like it it could so easily be controlled and pushed in one direction or the other. But I, I disagree with that for this reason. One, it, it does affect our personal lives because when, like Ron said, it immediately gets politicized, whatever change in whatever direction that they want immediately goes federal. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. Right. And the other thing uh, that I would like. Directly affects our personal life. I meant like the shooting 
itself oh. isn't happening like in Got our it. community. I thought you meant Do the you know what I mean? So like if it were to happen in my town or like there was a riot in my town or something, then like, you know, I would probably see it most likely or see the effects versus like a town in Texas um, where a lot of the people or a lot of us that are, are learning about it and processing the information and d- diving into other realms or possibilities or conspiracy theories, that's just it. We're getting all the information from right. you know, all these other sources. Right. We're not actually directly affected by it, but I do agree that the, 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 the post effect, um, you know, push the the politicization. Politicization. Yes. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for Um, to take guns away. And then, you know, Biden addressing Congress and all this shit that is affecting us. And that's why I think it's even more because, you know, people were talking about how during the beginning of the summer, uh, school shootings or shootings would start to kind of fluctuate again and start to show up. And, you know, it's like that whole tiptoe to tyranny aspect that everyone likes to talk about. They're going to keep pressing down and, uh, gradually taking away gun laws as much as they can. Well, I, I I would like to bring this back just a little bit and take away yeah. every reason that people could think of. We can blame MK Ultra, which honestly I can totally see happening, and I think that that might or very well be infused ever since JFK or before. We, we've talked a lot with you know Mr. Corey Hughes from FKN about all of that. You can blame pharmaceuticals. You can blame a lot of things, but I would like to take it back for one more angle and say, what if none of those things are at hand and it's just a really sick fuck that we should be putting the individual responsibility on who decided to go do something fucking terrible. So the, re- uh, the yeah. I would like to rebut that real quick, though, um, not not because I disagree, but because there's too many too many points that were very convenient for the anti-gun uh, narrative going on here where all these shooters are using exactly an AR-15. There's uh, the the kid in Uvalde it was carrying, I don't know if you guys mentioned this while I was taking a piss, but it, he's carrying thousands of dollars worth of fucking uh, stuff and, and the truck and all 9, that stuff. Yeah. The whole way that this went down and the acts, he was 18, he just got those guns and he seemed pretty fucking proficient with them for having them for however long he had them. None of it adds up, so it's it's not just one like oh he's a sick fuck and he just happened to happen right after the buffalo shooter and then well, this black dude shoots up some somebody I don't even remember what that story was but like there's in, too many points to look at to just say it was one sick fuck you know well no in this case I completely agree with that Joe I I think that along like with Sandy Hook um I think that both of those are are very uh there's way too many way too many flaws in the story for it to be that. I'm, I'm saying just on a general level, because this has been something that has been slowly taken out of our society is this individual responsibility. There's always something to blame. Obviously, like Ron said, their biggest thing is they want to blame the item. They want to blame the gun. Um, but in, uh, like, like I said, I, I agree with you on this case. I think that there is a setup. That's why I brought up the MK Ultra thing and saying I actually think that that's probably headed in that direction if it hasn't already full blown be there. Um, but that personal responsibility of putting it on the person that did the heinous crime rather than trying to find something else to blame, I think that that goes a lot deeper into our society on a huge level because I think a lot of these guys know that they're going to get famous. They know that they're going to get something out of it. 
Yeah, I don't even disagree with you on that. I'm just saying that the timing is important, too. And this what sure. happened right before the 2020 elections in this month, George Floyd. And there's a big old thing about police and all this stuff. And then right again, we had before basically midterms. nothing as far as we mm -hmm. know until right before midterms in May, June. True. And then on top of that, there, it's a race thing. They turn the Buffalo thing into a race yeah. thing. And it was right. That's a whole different fucking story to even talk about his manifesto and all that shit. But there's a, there's too many like timing issues and the, the agenda that's being pushed like right to the forefront, right in your face. And the other thing about the police and the Uvalde thing is that now it's turning people against the police again because they had a right. stand down order apparently where they just stood outside with their dicks in their hands for 90 minutes or whatever. So now it's turning people even like us, like what the fuck are these police doing? Why didn't they go in there? What was the right. theme in 2020 in June? They're trying to turn, they're, they're trying to he's turn us pro-police police people against the police. So yeah, they, it's just poor division. Well, yeah. I'd also I'd also like to hear what Jen was going to say. Well, the whole I mean, it, it kind of relates to everything we've all been talking about. But all of this stuff in the news is taking our minds off of what we started talking about originally on this show, which is like homesteading and all the positive things. So it no, and this conversation's fine. It's no big deal. But if if you want to put your energy into talking about what happened, that's what they want. And so releasing the yeah. little details about how the cops were stuck outside and the parents were trying to go in, and that's that's only released for people like us to take. They know we're going to get hung up on I it. Knew it. Exactly. Hey, look. Yeah, you're it's right. Like, oh, right into the it's trap. All about, it's oh, all about this fucking. Oh, sorry. I'm just gonna. It's all about these paradigm shifts. You see it all the fucking time, um, and more even so from the beginning of of the COVID shit. It's like all these. You, you, it happens every time you wake up in the morning and you go on your phone or whatever, or watch news or whatever. You see these shifts and points of perspective to the new thing. Ukraine, uh, Will Smith, the Johnny Depp shit, uh, the COVID stuff, Black Lives Matters. It's all this point of perspective. Uh, perspective shift paradigm shift it's to get you to focus on the next thing it happens all right, the fucking time so that's why every time i see what it is though and you can't look at yeah. it and get mad at it or even think that it's part of you know it's part of the narrative already we all know that right. so scroll back right. and say guess that's what they're trying to do today i'm gonna go out be my best self i'm gonna grow my plants i'm gonna be a happy person and whoop and that's it yeah, yeah but, i mean right. if it was only that easy but it's just like I feel like if you see that pop up, the new thing transitions into the paradigm shift, then you should know, or maybe you shouldn't, but I feel like it's a good red flag to be like, yes, this is something that is kind, there's something fucked with it. It's fishy. It's not probably anything that maybe I should put my attention on. Just yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that right, too. And, and yeah, no, yeah. No. Oh no, that's I'm just agreeing with you. That's where it's headed, though. Is that we we went down that path, and now we're talking about the details of these cases and stuff, which I'm not against because we have to recognize when there's something fucky afoot, and there definitely is. But like Buckley was saying before, it doesn't really affect us on our day to day lives, except for when it does, and there's gun laws and whatever. But we can't really worry about that shit. Like Jen was saying you still have to just center it back to yourself. And that's where I kind of wanted to go with uh, Lanny because uh, apparently she's the master at uh, doing this exact thing. And um, also Kyle, because we haven't heard from you and Chris, but what do you, let me just add one thing and then I'll shut up. 
Okay. Thank God. When my niece got killed three years ago here, I think next week or the week after, she got rear-ended by a drunk driver driving a fairly new Jeep Cherokee. Did she get arrested or did the CEO of Jeep get arrested? Think about that. That's the whole thing. Is it the person or is it the gun? It was the yeah, person operating yeah, the Jeep that killed her. I'll agree on that. Like the the gun control thing is just another thing that's like yeah, that's just another pro guns going to be up in arms about these gun laws or the apparent gun laws. It's just it's sickening. I, yeah, really. I'm not going to follow well, laws anyway. So I, I just wanted to yeah, add it real quick. Uh, I forgot to add earlier, but my theory on it is, um, you know, there, a lot of these false flags going back to the o- OKC. Um, you know, they tied uh, Timothy McVeigh of he was following Bill Cooper, who was one of the first big radio hosts in this truth community we're now a part of. Yeah. And I think it's always been this echoing of, oh, he was a crazy person. He was following the alternative media. So they're lumping us in with someone that's going to go on a rampage and, you know, go do some crazy shit like that. You know, I Absolutely. feel like that's that's what nobody's talking about. It's all focused on the gun component the gun control and all that shit yeah it's gonna oh yeah they're getting all covering all sorts of bases gun control mental health uh you know white supremacy and if you're like canning and trying to grow your own food you're probably white supremacist too so you're gonna right you're a domestic terrorist no we're Mm -hmm. preppers preppers are domestic terrorists people that talk about the truth i'll be deemed you watch this is all based on getting rid of the midterm elections they cannot have those elections right so, so Ron, say, say if the Democrats, if the Democrats win in this midterm election, which I have no idea how they would do that, right? A year from now, we'll all be domestic terrorists. We'll all be dead. If we can that, just that. encourage as many people as possible to not vote or pay any attention to that shit, we would all yes. be in a better place. So yeah, please exactly. don't. Yeah, vote. but they could fabricate that shit regardless. Even if everybody doesn't vote, they can. They're going to do what they're going to do. What they're going like, to oh, do. Look, this is the. This is the the results, and it's like. So well, no then, what do it, what do we do like on a daily basis? You know, I well, I don't have a smartphone, so I've chosen not to get a smartphone, so I don't get notifications, right? But I got, you know, I got like a tablet that's in the house, and so shit pops up on my screen that I don't think um, it doesn't deserve my energy. It doesn't deserve my. Um, I don't. I shouldn't be getting worked up about something that's happening to somebody else's kids five, five states away, and maybe it's not even happening. And of course, it's put there for a reason for us to see it, right? And to to have a reaction to that. And depending on who you are and what your personality is, it's a different reaction, but it's all part of their game. So the best thing to do is just, yeah, keep moving from it. And right, we're all all in this together where we talk about it. We just did an episode on uh, the world as it is today. Our episode 20 was all about the formula shortage because I'm currently breastfeeding still. I'm really passionate about that. The formula is kind of a, it's psyop on its own. If you look into the history of it. So I want to hear your de- thoughts on this. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen to that episode if you haven't, cause I fucking Perfect. went off ranted for like an hour and a half, but you know, <laughs> the history of it, the, uh, all of the different big companies that were made, you know, creating the formula and what's actually in it. And do we want to be feeding our kids soy and industrial seed oils and corn syrup in the first place and acting like that we've, we've increased breastfeeding so much and covering up these things that happened in the past with, um, you know, 
encouraging people in third world countries to use formula instead of breastfeeding because it was healthier. And their babies were dying because of the water quality there. And they were mixing their formula with their water. Like all these things are just covered up. And now it's this, oh, we need formula. We need formula. And what's the answer? Yeah, there's fucking tit milk from, from Bill Gates or whatever coming right up. <laughs> he's, he's on the way. He's already pumping. So like, just take it back one step at a time, take back whatever you can, you know, cook your own food in your kitchen. And maybe you're not making everything from scratch and you didn't grow it, but you like a hamburger from Wendy's, go get some beef, form a patty and grill it on the stove. And then you're one step back from fast food. Right. And then your next step is to get some better beef. And then your next step is to find a farmer locally that you can get a half a cow from if you've got a freezer space for it. And then, you know what I mean? One thing at a time. So right now we're on a homestead and we have chickens that are laying eggs. We get two dozen eggs a day. We've got meat bird chicks that are um, outside now. We've got um, chicks that we just hatched from eggs that will be our future laying hens. We've got a garden growing. We've got fruit trees happening. We've got kids growing. But what do we do, you know, when we didn't have this much space? Well, I grew sprouts on my counter in a glass mason jar to learn how the life cycle of the seed worked. And I've got a YouTube vi uh, video on preserving today now how to, how I did that. And then you've got, uh, you know, whatever you get into cooking or figure out how to dehydrate something and save uh, fruit that was growing in a neighbor's apple tree. That shit just usually falls on the ground and rots. So, when we worry about food shortages and we worry about formula shortages, we worry about gun control and all these other things, do stuff that they can't take away from you right now. And then yeah. I've got on my wall, right? This sign I, I made that says the present is a gift. Worry is stolen time. Mm. So let that settle in a little bit. Like anytime we're getting angry, getting worked up about shit we can't control that's outside of us right now in this moment, then we're wasting that time that we have now, right now. So Today we did some garden stuff. I put up uh, 12 pounds of cabbage into sauerkraut. I put up about nine pounds of kimchi and that's all fermenting. That's going to just hang out on my counter for a while in cool jars and look neat. I started some kvass. I started some tapache. I started some kombucha. I started some beet kvass for my workshop that's coming up on Sunday so I can show everybody what it looks like when it gets bubbly. And all fuck that me running. Satisfying. I thought I was busy. Holy fucking <laughs> shit, lady. <laughs> all while like nursing this crazy toddler that's doing, uh, you know, handstands while he's attached my that's tit incredible. and then my eight-year-old talking my ear off. And Chad had the day off, so he was outside doing all sorts of cool stuff getting our chicken tractor ready for our meat birds. And it's just like all this stuff you can see around you is beautiful. And people can say, well, I don't have. Oh, no, no she was on the She's back. She's back. Oh, She's did, back. I, did I look? Did I go? Oh, you see, it's the oh, powers that shouldn't be. They want us to stop talking about this amazing stuff that's really powerful. They're fucking shutting it down. Exactly. <laughs> I was so into it, and then it stopped. And you heard oh, visible. So <gasps> everyone I was, went. Yeah, we were like, no. You could see how it's many so people flattered. were into it. By as soon as she froze, everybody was all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you what we naturally are attracted to doing. We aren't naturally attracted to sitting on our asses on the couch watching TV. We as humans want to be out hunting, gathering, doing things, but we've been trained and dumbed down to do these things like, let's pay attention to what so-and-so is doing in the news. And we're not doing things. We're not mm. actually creating, making things, doing things for ourselves. So 
what you were saying was so great that when you froze, we were all like, <gasps> what else? Yeah, well, it's great because I, I still listen to, I listen to Macroaggressions uh, episode. I listened to, I was catching up on podcasts while I was working in the kitchen. Charlie. Yeah. And I, I uh, you know, I love shit TV too. I still put on shit TV at night before I go to bed and like, like anybody else, uh, but you got, you there's still. a lot We're of time on shit TV occasionally, like, you know, right before bed, that's okay. I get yeah, it. well, we love horror movies. And when Chud and I, speaking of moving, when we moved together the first time, it reminded me that we both had gigantic VHS collections of B horror movies. And it was like, we couldn't merge them because I wasn't sure where this relationship was going when we first moved in. But then it was like, when we were going to get married, we moved them together. And we had so many doubles of these shitty B horror movies on VHS tape. That was like, <laughs> it was amazing. like, oh, we're meant to be together. So yeah, we watched, seriously. you know. We watched Slaughterhouse last night, and that was nice. that was our date night movie, which is is a great one if anyone hasn't seen it. But you know, That's there's still wild. still time for shit TV. There's still time for for podcasts and everything else. But just do watch, do uh... something that makes you happy. Yeah, I think that's um that's something that I've been th uh, talking about a lot on my show is this kind of uh, old way versus new way mentality that has kind of existed forever. It's this like ultimate archetype in our society of like the the young breaking away from the old system, and uh, and this new system always seems to represent or at least now in front of us seems to represent uh, removing responsibility. It almost represents sloth, like the biblical sloth. Like everything is becoming yes. automated, right? Like that's the whole underlying thing is this force, this group, is focused solely on automation, laziness. Well, they don't want to do anything. They want to be able to lay around and do nothing. Or like the like movie WALL-E, where all yes, of the very people well, are totally. in their space chairs and they just push a button and whatever they want it directs their space chair <laughs> and then at the very end they all get dumped out because of everything getting turned off and they're crawling because they right. haven't even learned how to fucking walk and it's like exactly. yeah, that's that's exactly where we're going right now like, and the thing is, is like, it's never one or the other. It's never just the old system or the new system. Like, I, I highly believe that it's a combination of both. I've been often saying, like, you know, the society or the media or, you know, the ones that are trying to just coax us into shit uh, are constantly pushing or kind of telling us to lean on one wall or another instead of finding our own balancing point and i feel like that is the goal it's it's never cut and dry you always have to make up your own mind and they want to give you these extreme options on one side or the other it seems you know like natural very naturalistic is a great thing but uh because of society we kind of have to embrace some sort of nuanced techno technological uh aspect of society as like a tool to be used, not as a part of us, of course, you know, I, tractors um, are tools, you know, everything is a tool. Everything can be yeah. technology. You know? I, yeah. I rejected it so much until, um, I didn't do even anything on, I'd never done zoom all of 2020. Like mm -hmm. I was so, they're trying to make us do this. They're trying to fucking trick yeah. us. And then it wasn't until Monica Perez had a like homesteading, um, you know, zoom thing, for uh their patrons and she like emailed me directly like you should come to this and so i did and it was like then we met adam from deborah gets red pill and it was like he came and visited us in real life 
And then we got, you know, him and Chud end up doing the podcast together. And we were introduced to this whole community online of all these amazing people that, you know, hi, everybody, that I wouldn't have gotten to meet if it wasn't for this technology. And I think like making those kind of connections is really valuable. You know, you can feel people through the screen in a way um, that I didn't expect that you could, you know what I mean? So it's, there is, there's definitely value to all of that. And having this hybrid of being like, yeah, I'm outside with bare feet in my garden and watching my chickens or whatever. Uh, I have my home birth, but uh, you know, I watched, I watched Netflix when I was in labor. So, you know what I mean? I got a little, a uh, little both going on, but yeah, yeah you're sharing that good uh, side of it. So yeah. You're sharing that natural side that you're like, yeah. you know, do all the fermenting and everything. And that's what, yep. you know, we want to start doing here because the more of that, that's kind of like what I was hoping we would talk more about, of course, is, you know, to put more of this out there for people to consume rather than all the shit to worry about. Right mm -hmm. back to that point, you know? Yeah. And Andy, I actually wanted to go to that. Uh, what you were saying is uh, pitting people. What Landy said was great, like a hybrid of the two. You kind of have to like we live in this world. I mean, we're on fucking crazy technology with crazy microphones and everything right now. We can't go back talk about how we should go barefoot outside with our chickens. I mean, you have to have kind of both of them. But what you said was uh, they always try to make it seem like it's one or the other. It's like ultra fucking smart city technological or you walk around barefoot in the woods or whatever but no well, there is, they uh, try to make you think that if you're home if you're homesteading or whatever i don't tech usually like using that word but if you're trying to live off the land and be self-sufficient or whatever you want to say they're trying to tell you that you're are you off grid do you go to the grocery store then you're not doing that and then you know what i mean then it's but there is there's a middle ground where you can be really happy with what you're doing and making progress and if shit hit the fan then you're not the first one to go fucking start trying to fight your neighbor to get a hamburger or whatever you know like at least taking those steps uh little whatever step you can take is the most important and that's something i've been struggling with is like i feel because i'm a younger guy and and you know i i am into all this stuff and i i'm in the fear and all that so i'm always worried about oh shit what do i gotta do what you know i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta buy survival food and stuff and it's like no just take the steps you, you can take. So I've found a local butcher. I've found, you know, people that I can rely on. Get to know your neighbors, whether you like them or not, because the last thing you want is hungry neighbors, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, be kind, get, you know, little things you can do goes, it will go a long way. But I like what you said. You don't have to, you know, go mountain man, live, build a log cabin with hand tools to feel like you've, you've, you've done it. You can you can buy a house, you can build a house with modern technology and have internet and have all this great stuff and still uh you know get some baby cows and some chickens and just start learning new skills. I mean, learning skills that you can do now, like just uh, identify plants. If who if you're passionate about mushrooms, go around your town and in the parks or whatever. <laughs> and go and talk to the plants in the in the like little patch of woods you have or whatever central park yeah, but great. it's like uh you know get get just try to learn something new that would benefit you like canning you can do that in an apartment kitchen and you know when fruit or uh, vegetables are fresh you can buy them for cheaper in the store so then you're getting you know what's in your food you're getting a good, better deal and you're getting to learn the skill all before you can say well i can't i shouldn't do that now because i'm not growing my own tomatoes mm. well you could you know go get a pallet of them from somewhere and and just get to it yeah no yeah. for sure uh chris uh matthew yes hey, what do you think about all this we haven't heard from you in about 45 minutes so what, yeah what's your Oh, let's see. I have a few thoughts. I, I just want to go back to uh, the mental illness pharmaceutical factors for just one second. That's, I think, a huge problem for people on a certain timeline. 
Uh, that and I agree that there are probably clandestine groups that take advantage of people with mental illness and pharmaceuticals. It's a combination of all these things. Uh, I think that they're trying to normalize mental illness to a point to where we think that they think that people like us are the crazy ones. And in a way, you know, if you get stuck in a, a thinking, in a conspiratorial thinking, like I get emails all day from people like, you know, telling me this theory about that. And they end up being like stuck in this world of conspiracy. And it makes us all look crazy. When, but when they're trying to normalize a certain type of mental illness, on the other hand, they're putting the crazy people in positions of power, politics. They're putting them on the cameras, in the media. So I think that's one of the huge problems that we have to deal with. And uh, I think that there's the key to it all is non-participation, is being on your own timeline. Uh, don't buy into the bullshit. Don't pay attention to the news. Don't listen to it. Don't follow the agendas. And do like we're, like we're all saying, like Lonnie's saying, grow your own food build your own sustainable communities. And I think that's one of the keys is connecting individuals who are starting their own sustainable communities right now, uh, connecting people like across the planet who are doing the types of things to, uh, to help individually on their own local basis, grow their communities. And uh, that's what I want to try and start doing is connecting people uh, on these, uh, on this individual basis people who are growing their own food, have their own farms, things of that nature. And I think that's one of the most important things we could be doing right now, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, that's the, the thing that's the most demonized right now. Like Ron was saying earlier about if you can your own food, you're a domestic terrorist. Or if you're prepping and you have like actual preparations for if something goes wrong, now you're the prop. Like that makes no fucking sense. But you're the crazy Ron, person. We haven't heard from Ron in a bit. Ron, Ron, you're retod. Let's go. Hello. So what's up? You guys want oh. him to talk? On the whole shooting thing, and then we'll jump to Ron. I'll make it quick. Number one, show me the dead kids or I'm not buying it. Number two, come and take it. That's all I have to say. That's a hard <laughs> take, brother. I like it. Also, real quick, I wanted to jump in and ask Chris uh, to talk a little bit about his his uh, road trip that he's going to be doing in the documentaries. Oh, yeah, put together. Yeah. I really yeah, want to well, hear about that because, again, I want to hear about what people are getting into this this summer and and how we're growing this more this more sovereign attitude to to be spreading it around. And I know you're doing a, a job of that by going around and you want to get to know people and, and uh, talk about different things. So, yeah, I was hoping to, to bring that up for everyone on here. Cause I, I would love everyone to get involved with this. Uh, speaking of going on your own timelines. Um, I think a huge part of sur surviving the era we're in is to, um, Take advantage of your own talents and creativity and bring everything that you've always wanted to do to the forefront right now uh, as an individual and be the best person you can be. Because I think we're all put here for a specific reason. We're all put here to do uh, to, to bring our talents out and to be happy doing it. And uh, that's one of the, the, the big things I've learned is 
whatever I'm doing, I have to be happy doing it. I have to enjoy it. And it flourishes. The universe kind of uh, helps me out. If I take a few steps forward, it takes a few the next few steps for me. And it, it seems to be a, a perpetual cycle of, you know, positive energy out and then back. Uh, so what I'm doing here is I have decided to, it's going to be more than a documentary. It's now become probably just an ongoing thing, a docu-series uh, that we're going to be doing. Right on. We want to hit the road this summer. We want to come out to across the United States, uh, maybe eventually go further, but we're going to start in the U.S. We're going to start out West. We're going to hit paranormal hotspots, places of interest, uh, places of historical conspiracy, uh, spiritual places. And we're going to stop and visit as many people like you, podcasters, people I've interviewed um, over the years. And we're going to cover as many of the topics that I've covered over the year, which is very vast, you know, from paranormal ufology, spirituality, conspiracies, ancient history. I mean, we're, we got it all. We've already got some pretty great people lined up that want to be a part of this. I can say people like uh, Matt LaCroix, Billy Carson, uh, Randall Carlson, uh, and a few others. That's, you know, some of the some big boys we got, but we also want to involve you guys. We, we want to tell the podcasting story. We want to tell like my story in podcasting, you guys, how this is like the new revolution of entertainment. I believe, I think this is the future of everything. What we're doing um, you know, spreading truth. People don't want Hollywood movies anymore. People don't want BS. People want real truth and real entertainment. And they get it from podcasts. Uh, podcasts are really taking off right now. And I think making a docuseries about these crazy things that we cover on podcasts and actually getting out there and talking with people, talking with, you know, boots on the ground, people from their local communities who've experienced these experiences, as well as, you know, people who have insights into it, authors, researchers, and just normal people like us. And taking the audience on a journey, you know, across the, the country. And uh, hopefully, man, uh, we, we will be able to kick it off in June and uh, be able to come out and start visiting some of you guys. Dude, Dude I hope this awesome. shows, I hope this shows people how many of us there actually are. Because there's a lot of people that won't put that first. Step yeah, that's why it has to be an ongoing like, thing, man. Like, yes, it was yeah. going to be a few episodes, but I'm like, no, this is going to, I'm going to have to do podcast and documentary, like as an ongoing thing. Hell yeah. That's fantastic, Love dude. It. Hey, you're always welcome uh, in West Texas and Amarillo. If you need a place to stay, I got a bed for you. Um, and there's some pretty crazy stuff around here, too. So, uh, dude, that's fan. I was just mem mesmerized by what you were saying, dude. That's that's fantastic. I'm glad you're able to do that. And I'm glad that you've decided to do that. Do that. I think it's going to be really, really cool. And yeah, I, I mean, we are we are asking for a little help along the way. If you like, if the audience wants to help and support, we have a website they can go to. We're asking for donations. Uh, you can go to supportfkn.com. But it is mainly self um, self funded. You know, I'm going to be doing it whether we get donations or not. I'm going to be hitting the road and paying that ridiculous. Uh, fucking gas money right now so, uh, yeah we could use a little help but yeah we're, we're gonna do it no matter what hell yeah and i i would think uh you know buckley and ron and mark would would echo this that you know new england you're more than welcome to come up and visit us crazy fucks up in the cold north oh yeah we man we're going Stay everywhere out. real Don't real quick guys land. i gotta you head out be here you could be here for a year and not see all the paranormal shit. <laughs> I know, I heard. <laughs> I will talk to all you guys later. Love you. Bye, Bye man. man. Love your faces. Bye. Bye. Bye.
we're also taking suggestions for locations to visit as well. We've got plenty of like stuff listed out already. Uh, so if you guys want to suggest anything, email me forbidden knowledge news at gmail.com. If you want to become a part of the production also, you email should uh, me. look into uh, lone star paranormal in Texas. Yeah. Uh, that's Buckley's brother. Give yeah, me a, my brother. Oh, right on. My my brother does a bunch of paranormal investigations and a bunch of fucked up uh, Lone Star Paranormal uh, research. So, cool. yeah, hit him up on Instagram or something if you're going through Texas. He's out of Austin. So, oh, hit him up. They do Texas. a bunch of. He's not in Texas. What? If, he's, if he's in Austin, he's not in Texas. No, he's in a little bubble that exists currently in Texas or something. <laughs> <laughs> or has. Well, he does a, a bunch of crazy. He does a bunch of crazy investigations. So. Nice. I don't know. Check him out. Yeah, yeah he, he he's, he's, he's he's legit too. That's what I like. I feel like I've heard yeah. of Lone Star Paranormal. So Lone Star on the Wicked you're, Planet. Lone Star Beer. You're you're mixed up. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he's he's come on our show a couple of times. He's done some other podcasts. He's done like New York Patriot, uh, I think, and then some other. He's done a few different podcasts, but cool. he's got some cool like he's got some cool footage on instagram so check that out if you're interested and then he's got some cool footage from the haunted garage actually yeah that's yeah. true too and he has, he gets a lot of audio shit too uh like yeah voices and if and... anyone can supply an actual alien to make love to we you know we're all in on that too hey i can dress just up make... oh, alien wait, sex no, is hey, gonna be a big part of I think I've done that actually. Make love to I think Ron. That's illegal in Nevada. Alien. You better be careful yeah. which state you you do that in. Hey, and talk to uh, Ronnie Dawson. I've had him. He's had sex with a few aliens, so he's the guy to talk to about that. Okay. In Texas, the aliens are illegal, but the sex with them is not. So you're you're welcome to do it here. I had a great girlfriend once. Does that count? What is, yeah. yeah. What, what constitutes as sex? Anything, putting something in an orifice, you know, or 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 licking something—that's what no, I'm saying. Not according, not according to Bill Clinton. What about slapping? Uh, <laughs> what's what that? Slapping. Yeah, sure. Well, it depends on. I don't know. I think they uh, might, did not have, have sex with that right? woman, Monica Lewinsky, but she did take me off. Hey, what, what is like slapping? Like a probe or an alien dong or something? It's got to be penetrating. I think. Well, hey. Andy, let me ask you uh, oh, before we get into butt stuff real quick. I, I saw completion very quickly. Uh, Andy, what are you doing this summer, brother? I'm growing as much food as possible, uh, and not That's just it? food. Uh, not just food. I'm trying to grow my own cannabis too because I'm sick of fucking paying for it, and I want to try to share it with as many people. And you know, if shit goes wrong, I want to be able to have that too. Great, you know man. what I mean? The dispensaries, all those people like, that's the weird part. Cause I'm a stoner. That's like, in, a lot of us are, but like embedded in a very liberal uh, situation when it comes to cannabis in uh, the social norms and everything. Like it's a very oh, liberal guys. movement that for years, like I look back at like Facebook memories. I'm like, here I am like quoting normal. I'm just like, I'm so liberal back then because I, you know, I was young and fiery about it, you know, but it's like, I just want to grow it myself. I don't give a fuck about the dispensaries or the legalization. Cause again, I've, the, I always said that legalization never stopped me from smoking it. So it's never going to change a thing anyway. And now I've fallen victim recently to like buying from these dispensaries. Cause it's so convenient, but it's so fucking expensive. They shake Bro, the shit out. They shake this. the shit out of the weed. Listen what, to what's this. up, Mark? All right. So just the next state below you for people who don't know, 
so now since Connecticut has legal weed, all of the uh, guys from New York city who sell like weed out of bodegas have bought up these like out of business weed shops, fill them with crappy bongs. And then when you go in to buy like a pack of, I buy blunt wraps a lot. You go in to buy a pack of blunt wraps, they're pulling out plastic bags of plastic jars. Like buddy, buddy, which weed do you want? Buddy, buddy, try this one. I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is all Delta eight. They're trying to sell me some kind of Delta oh, eight weed, you know? So oh, you gotta be careful, man. They're just, they're doing it on all fronts. Dude, we yeah, even have Delta eight here in Texas. And I mean, I, I can't smoke the good shit as much as I uh, would like to, or used to be able to Delta eight's okay though. It's not too bad. If you just um, want a little, little, you know, if you're a hardcore stoner, it's not going to do it for you. Yeah. So I've got three successful plants growing right now. They're beautiful. And, and hey, um, I'm doing my best to did you do them from seed Andy or yes. Yes. Clones? Uh, dude, the, well, the I, process of waiting out the females and males is such a shitty process. Dude, it really was. It was it was creepy. It was like, <laughs> I'm not sure what's what. And I had to get a friend in on it. And I sent him a picture. And he was like, ah, I'm going to have to come see that in person. I'm like, okay. You got called sexist. And yeah. So Joe yeah. always wants to tell our male plants because we, so we have five pot plants growing in the crack between our pool and our house that are volunteers <laughs> right now and they're huge oh, shit. and they're growing wow. deep inside of the crack Maybe. that collects the water from the pool runoff so they're doing great they're outdoor i guess what i'm really volunteers that's awesome we yeah. found uh we found eight growing in our garden in the house we moved into and we oh, repotted yeah. them so we've got about eight growing right now we got about six females and two males i think so nice. they're doing pretty good too. Also, I keep I've got weeds growing in my driveway. <laughs> uh, Dude, I, I have weeds growing in my bathroom, in my tub, but yeah, so in my pantry, in my stove, and Ron has some weed growing as on a Okay, okay, well. okay. Wait, Dude, hold we, on. We, this this we pool have weeds. weeds. <laughs> this pool weed. everywhere. Weeds weed. just growing everywhere in New Hampshire. Oh my God! Yeah, you guys are drinking yeah. weed too. So listen. <laughs> Uh, the weed that's growing on the pool, you think that the chlorine is affecting the chemistry of the weed? Have you smoked yeah, it? Is dude. it? So no, oh, yeah. so this is brand new. So they're, they're, they're little, so they're about, they're probably two feet tall and they're not in the pool. They're about 10 feet away from the pool, but it's the, they're growing in a crack in the drain runoff. So, right. When people splash, I thought you meant they were pulling water from the pool. <laughs> they could. I actually don't know where the roots are. I mean, I guess they could be if they're that big. But no, they're growing in in our patio. Basically, they're not even in dirt. They're growing in the patio, like in a crack in the patio next to the pool. Yeah, I it's like dandelions in a crack in the cement. Yeah, hardy <laughs> cement. So Life we pulled away. all of the weeds and then found these and I couldn't pull them out. I'm like, well, let's see where this goes. We'll leave these. We've so. done zero with them. That's the funny thing is that they're doing better than the plants we take care of there's in a, the pots. Well, there's a like, sprinkler head gold. right next to them for the grass. So they get watered every morning too. It's great. You know, Mark, I got to thank you because like, you know, we're talking about like using our creative potential and everything. And this whole situation with the chlorine weed is giving me a great idea for like some B horror movie, some very yeah, like, no. HB Lovecraftian nightmare yeah. of some kind. <laughs> okay. So. I'm glad it's that kind of idea. I thought you were going to go do a science experiment on us or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to take a few chlorine tablets and see what happens with my weed. No, no, <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. not. But yeah, I just got a new, no like in our my, 
my plan for this summer is to get together with as many of you as I can, you know? So if that happens to be Chris coming all the way out here, awesome. Mark and I are, are close. Ron and Buckley are, are close. Uh, you know, Mark and I have talked many times about ambushing the two of you in New Hampshire at some point. So we should definitely Damn do that. Land. <laughs> you, you gave it all away, Dandy. We were, oh, Andy, no, we were no, supposed no. to go up there, dude. Go Wait, back anyway. to where you came from. Ron was asleep. He didn't even hear that anyway. <laughs> my whole family no, lives tried, in Massachusetts, uh, so next time uh, I come visit my family, I'm visiting all you fuckers. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I, I tried to get Andy up to the house. What was it, last weekend, Andy? Weekend yeah, it was before? just a cr- crazy. Yeah, I went up and saw Freddie yeah. Silva with my wife. It was really cool. He gave a presentation on ancient Scotland and stuff, and I had him on the podcast like a week before that so i was like hi again it's me he's like really busy shuffling off but yeah we were up there just all day long you know but wanted to get out and see you but we'll do that soon for sure you know we had one hell of a party that day <laughs> you didn't invite well, Andy, me we met you halfway last time and chris Why actually never invite me chris Next so time. you guys need to come out to Fuck. California. I know it sucks out here, but come out here sometime. Why don't we'll we all meet in the middle in Texas? There you go. That's not ah. the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not okay. the middle. We need to meet at the Cahokia Mounds in the middle of the country, okay? Yeah. And, and by the way, you guys are underestimating the, the feat that it is to cross the Hudson River. It's really – it hurts my heart every time I have to give uh, – the government of New York money to cross their stupid bridge named after Cuomo of all people. Screw that guy. So yeah, it's hard for us to way. get over there. Well, you got to take the Ver- you got to take the Veranzano. Doesn't cost anything to go across the Veranzano bridge. Well, Ron, you're around way longer than me, so you got to tell me that kind of stuff off the air. <laughs> off the air, you got it. Not on the air. I'll tell you what, the Hudson River is a big river. He's basically telling you to shut up, Ron. Oh, sorry, Mark. I, I'm, I'm telling you to shut, shut up. up. Don't, don't, tell, him, Joe, don't you, tell him things on the air. Joe can mute my mic now. <laughs> you should mute oh, both our mics. Just do it. No, kill us. I'm not telling anybody to shut up. But I'm, this is kind of a swap cast thing, too. I, I, I'm just kind of like uh, doing stuff because it's on my channel. But anybody else have anything else they want to get into? It's open floor. Somebody raise their hand. Kyle just raised his hand. Oh, All right. Go yeah. once for Kyle. Let's go. Right. Yeah, me, me, me. So uh, just real quick, I'll save my plans for the summer. I'm getting married this summer. Woo! Um, and then hopefully we'll have a, a, a you know, growing this community, making things happen. So hopefully I'll, there'll be a little Kyle uh, within the next year. Hopefully, if I can make yeah. it happen. I don't know what, like, you know, my whole, you know, I've been drinking be, fluoride be water forever and you know all this Be stuff so hopefully I can, Kyle, I can make it happen one thing to remember is that the biggest birth control there is is wedding cake is the vaccine oh wedding cake <laughs> wedding, wedding cake is a huge like birth control pill oh. well we got a good cake so but anyway that's all I, you know i would love to uh travel this summer i'd love to come see you all but i'm gonna be fucking busy dealing with with this shit and i'm excited but for goalie Huh? Congratulations. Congrats, yes, Kyle, man. congratulations. When you are all, of course, invited, uh, if you can make it, you know what I mean? So, all my <laughs> friends. I would, like the I would love to pull. That'd be great. <laughs> my friends are my friends in real life can't even come to the, well, they can. They don't want to come to the wedding because gas is too expensive. And I'm like, okay, you pussies. Well, uh, I still have to go. So, uh, make, you know, meet me halfway. Did you Let's say your parents? Uh, Dude, my- I spent. 
I spent four hundred dollars on fuel just going to the Cape. And you back. said your parents didn't want to come to your wedding because of the price of gas. Oh well, friends, they couldn't pay for it, so. Uh, uh, Chad and I sent out invitations that said you're not invited to our wedding. They were just announcements because we didn't want anyone to come. So, oh, so that nice. was, that's a smarter that idea. idea. And then we just met at a bar. Yeah, we just met at a bar and had people crash this bar, and then that was it. That's, that's fantastic. I told her months ago, let's just go to the courthouse and get this shit over with, and then we can have a party <laughs> later. And she's like, No, so romantic. I want a big wedding, and I'm like, Okay. Weddings are fun. They're fun. That's exactly what Joe and I did. We went to the courthouse and got married and just had a party a year and a half later. And we pretended we were getting married to all of our family. They had no idea that we were already. Exactly. And look how happy you two are together. You know what I mean? That's correct. I uh my wife and I rented a whole bar. Nice. Uh you what's that bar, Buckley? That's in Bicentennial Square that's across from Tio's. Tandy's? No. Oh, uh the Nooch? No, something oh brew God. house bars. <laughs> Do you guys true, know? True, true, true. Yeah, so we rented this bar, this pub called True, true Brew, Brew Barista, and uh, which is a really cool place. And I, I just rented the whole place for the it's day. It's not there anymore. Yeah, well, that's too bad. But we had a huge party. We got married in the bar by a justice of the peace friend of mine, and then we went across the square to the Mexican restaurant. And we ate, uh No, Tio's. Oh. And then we ate and drank until we all got shut off. <laughs> so that was a good part. So we did we we wow. did have like a small ceremony in my grandma's backyard and with just like family and our witnesses there. And uh true story, Chud walked up to people, they would you know congratulate him and give him a hug. And every time he would get a hug, he would whisper in their ear, call the police. <laughs> and then you just hear people start laughing like he was being held against his will to sign sign the paperwork but it all worked out oh my gosh that's can i bring it somewhere dark can we place bets on when the uh, dollar is going to crash and we're going to descend into madness into max mad max land dude yes bets? anyone bets how much mo- well are we, are, we dollars or are we betting bullets are we betting 2030 late september late september it's already yeah, crashed. We well I'm, I'm talking you know a couple of years ago, it crashed. What are you talking yeah. about? Until well, we can, until well, it's realizably worthless, and we descend into madness. Yeah, Dude, so yeah, we, we're we gonna. Betting, what are we betting in dollars? I got a, I got a, like two dollars I could throw in here, but you know, twenty bucks on the Celtics. Let's about, just say uh, the Celtics street cred. We we could throw in there. Yeah, that's twenty bucks. That wedding doesn't go through, dude. Who are you fucking telling, dude? I'm, literally, we picked the worst time ever to get married because everything is so goddamn expensive. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm you like, should have done it in twenty twenty. Well, we, I, yeah, nobody know, would I be able to come. It would have been. Fine. I wasn't ready yet, but like, I, I spent. Okay, so I say I can't afford the wedding, but I spent like two thousand dollars on like emergency food. Uh, because oh, I'm like, did. well, why would we get married if I can't even protect you and feed you? I'm buying more guns. I'm buying more dog food. I'm buying more regular food. And it's like, I hope we get married on time. Like, you should have taken me up back two months ago when I said we should go to the courthouse. It's like, Dude, what Ron sir. said, I don't even think the election's going to happen, much less my wedding. Let's see if we get that far. Dude, serve the emer- emergency food at the wedding reception. Oh, oh, give give, give out ammunition as the wedding gifts, like at each table or whatever. Or Smart. With, with their name, yeah. with the seat, with the seating uh, tag. 
for the table, you know, just have a little box of ammo. But then you with their name on it and be like, table 24. Yeah. I'll give everyone one bullet and a well, gun. at paying it forward, time. Jen. You're paying it forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but he's already doing that to protect his future wife. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind yeah. Of like here's here's fifty five servings of chicken Alfredo in a tiny bag that's powderized. Just add It'll water. Last, just add water. Just handing out MREs at a wedding. Anybody's tried to snort that stuff yet? Maybe you could just pass it out like Coke at your wedding. Uh, Hunter yeah. Biden has tried to snort it for a fact. I know that <laughs> meal ration stuff. No. <laughs> powdered alfredo in the nose doesn't yeah. sound like a parmesan straight to the dome <laughs> until you try it I mean, oh my god no, hey, yeah. real quick but real quick i'm i got a jam guys i'm actually i'm traveling right. to go do wedding stuff tomorrow so i got a i got a pack so okay. um joe jen mom dad love you guys and uh on andre andy lanny mark myself uh chris ron and uh buckley Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure, and I will see you guys soon. Uh, I, uh, Chris, I'm going to email you. Please uh, do. Swinging by this area of the country. It's right on uh, Route 66, so you might pass through anyway. Lanny, I already messaged you. Everyone else, uh, Andre, I owe you a message, and everyone else, love you all so much. Uh, love you, Kyle. Good hey, seeing you. you on the other side, brother. Wedding, what? Email us and tell us when your wedding date is. I didn't oh. catch your date. Okay. Was. Yeah, yeah, I we'll, likewise. Uh, July 21st here in uh, it's going to be in Lubbock, Texas. So if you can make it, uh, you're you're more than welcome. I'll send you July that. July 21st. July 21st. If your mom and dad don't come, we'd look really bad. I don't like know. Kyle, Uncle why Andy can't has... you live stream it? We'll all get together in a live stream. Holy I offered, shit! I offered to live stream it, and uh, she said no. But Damn. my birthday is on Tuesday, <laughs> and I plan to do a birthday live stream. And I'd love all of you to be there. So I'm gonna. We can all attend that. That would be awesome on yeah. Tuesday. So oh, I will. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. But I have to go. I have to pack. Okay. Otherwise, because I'm driving tomorrow. So if I don't pack and go to bed, I'm fucked. So oh, yeah. Good night, everyone. Yeah, Buckley, you're getting married. You're getting married. You're fucked anyway. Uh, I hope so. I hope I oh! finally. Woke. Finally, I hope to get fucked at once. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, being married is not that bad. I mean, have you ever been in a concentration camp? No, I have not, Ron. I have. Oh my God, you two jokesters! Okay, guys, bye. Hi. All right, Kyle. Here's your exit sound. Hey, Kyle. All right, that was Kyle leaving. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think Buckley and I need to bounce too. It's yeah. uh, it's late right, over here. 11. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, like, we, we can we call it. it. We, can, yeah, call we it. can call it. That any, was a great talk, guys. This was awesome. Do more on your own. Anything that you can buy at the store, consider. Can I do this on my own? A lot of times you have to say no, but a lot of times you can start saying yes more often. Like, well, okay, I know I can buy this, this, and this, and then I can take care of that. Well, how can hey. I make those three things? And then it just goes from there. So just yeah. one step Andy, at a time. You know, yeah. I'm saying. I've been buying more cars for my salvage yard because you can't buy parts right now. Hell yeah, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Especially if we're heading into Mad Max. We just have to embrace that shit and enjoy it because we've grown I'll up in the sci-fi world. We'll be okay. I'm going to make a fortune on tires because I have probably a thousand legal used tires in stock right now. Whoa. Damn. I have That's a 13-year career in an auto body shop and we could never get parts on time. So it's just it's not getting any better. <laughs> no, I've, I've been in the auto body business my whole life. I know all about it. A hundred years. <clears throat>
hundred. I had to wait three weeks for a door for a Ram pickup. So well, the, the longest re- for me was reincarnated. a, a uni, uh, unicide for a Buick. I waited six months. It was the worst dealing with that customer. Yeah. Dude, I had to wait like two hours for windshield wipers today. Because <laughs> this, this person I know that owns a haunted garage that inspected my car and failed it because of the windshield wipers. And he's like, yeah, I'll just come in. I'll order them. Three and a half hours. I had to wait for windshield I wipers. I thought it was and two then, hours. Yeah. Where's and the then, story? No, it, it, no, it was four hours. I waited exactly. four <laughs> hours. I waited four hours for these windshield wipers. And guess what? I had to put them on myself. Terrible. What kind of service is that? That's why you got the labor for half price. Kind of service. You did it yourself. Do it yourself. I have to pay pay myself. Wait, hold on. I have to pay myself for labor at half price. I don't even get full price. It's it's considered training. I have to charge you for that. Oh my god. Ridiculous. I hope everyone can put on their own windshield wipers. Let's start there. If we're going to yes. do one thing for ourselves. One just, for disclosure, just for disclosure, Buckley didn't pay anything for any labor. <laughs> <laughs> I I had to pay myself 50% of the labor. Plus, I comped you the inspection for your birthday. It wasn't my birthday. Well, it's your birth month. That's why you had to get it inspected. I, I lied. I made it up. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Anyways, he's legal. He's been here all day. That's Buckley has literally been here since one o'clock this afternoon. I need oh, to go Jesus. home. I okay. need to go home. You're calling it. All right. We'll, we will call it here. Okay. Hey, for everybody else left um, that's still fucking listening for some reason. Andre, good to see you. Andy, good to see you. Chris, Lanny, Mark, Ron and Buckley. Anything else to say before we peace the fuck out? If anybody wants to come to my workshop this Sunday, it's at 2 o'clock on Pacific Time on Zoom. You can email me and I'll send you the info. It's greenerposhers at protonmail.com. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, and I was. I'm going to have my wife check that out. My wife does all that stuff too. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I've been in YouTube jail uh, and I'm out tomorrow. So I got like three episodes that are going to come out. (laughs) Nice. Mark, anything from you, sir? Yeah, a lot of great episodes this month in June. Me and Michael Wan are going to start interviewing guests on Your Handbook for the Apocalypse, a show that you can find on the Susquehanna Alchemy RSS feed. But yeah, I've had a bunch of great guests on recently, so I'm excited to put those episodes out. My Fuck family yeah. thinks I'm crazy. Andre, anything from you? Um, yeah, I, I was going to say earlier, I doubled my garden space this year, just planted a tobacco plant. Um, we're living in the stone nice. age here in Nebraska. So cannabis is still illegal, but, um, like yeah. Kyle said, we got the Delta H shit here and that's actually what, what I do for a living. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I got to sell the hemp products. Uh, I guess it's better than nothing, I guess, but just got a promotion at work and, you know, living the dream nice. to uh, get to pursue my passion with cannabis. So I'm just grateful with that. Love it. The podcast awesome, is man. going awesome too. Been reaching out to a lot of local people, uh, which has been cool to, you know, um, bring on some local guests as well as people from around the country like you guys. So it's just been awesome. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. Dude, of course. Absolutely. To see you, we'll Andre. send you some of our pool pot when we harvest it. Yeah, we'll send you our, our chlorine oh, yeah. pot. <laughs> and the mutants <laughs> will ensue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Chris, you got yes. anything else? 
What we go? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you just want to get involved in any way with the Forbidden Documentary, email me, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. Uh, and we are offering badass packages for advertising for businesses. So if you're business and you want to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me. And that's about it. Love it. Dude, thanks, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you all coming on and spending all this time hanging out to our gibberish. <laughs> and thanks to the live audience and, of course, the audience. We love you all. Woo! Love you all. Yeah. This was awesome. All right. all right, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.